from the studio of Adventist World Radio Pune. A very warm welcome to you. This is our international English service. In our program today, we bring you an inspiring message and songs of praise. You will hear God's word to strengthen you spiritually. You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Alas, did my Savior bleed, and did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for someone such as I? Welcome to write to us on this postal address Adventist Media Center Post Box 
1446 Market Yard Pune 411037 Maharashtra India You can also log into our website to hear all our programs which is www.awr.org Before we hear God's word here's a melodious song Adventist Media Center Pune We have Helen Jacob presenting God's word Pleasant greetings to you dear listeners I am Helen Jacob the English radio speaker producer from Adventist Media Center Pune The Bible is filled with numerous promises of God that we can claim experience and share the good news to others Let us focus on the promise of peace and the promise of the Holy Spirit 
It is so wonderful to know that our God is a promise-making and promise-keeping God. In a world of fear and turmoil, in a world where peace is hard to find, but we can sure experience it in our life because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Let us humbly seek the Lord in prayer. Dear Father, thank you for another new day. Thank you for all the promises that gives us a reason to be called your children. Bless each one of us as we listen to your word and keep us close to you. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. God has promised us peace in the person of Jesus. Our greatest need today is to cling on to Jesus who came as not just the baby in a manger 2,000 years ago, but who came as the Prince of Peace. The name Emmanuel, God with us, is near to us. Jesus, the beloved Son of God, made some promises concerning peace. John 14.27 says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. John 16.33 I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me, here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. Just read the headlines. Just listen to the news channels. There seems to be so much of unrest, uncertainty, unpredictability of things happening all around us. Where is the peace we are longing for? In our hearts we know that Jesus Christ is the ultimate source of peace. But in the busyness of life, peace can feel so elusive. There are certainly hundreds of things that rob our peace. Let us go through a few peace stealers. Number one, bad influences. Ungodly music, books, TV serials or movies. Feed and refresh your spirit. Don't stress it with ungodly, violent or negative entertainment. Psalm 101 verse 3. 2. Negative thoughts. Negative thoughts are powerfully destructive. Dwell on what is good. Philippians 4 8. 3. Money, material things. Store up heavenly, not earthly treasures. Matthew 6 19 and 20. 4. Pride, position, desire for admiration. Don't get caught up in the empty rating system of our fallen world. 1 John 2, 15-17 5. Injustice We must accept hardships as a way of growing our faith. John 16, 33 2 Corinthians 4, 16, 17 Number 6. Worry It is a lack of trust in God when we worry. Let's not let it steal our peace. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 Don't let these peace stealers rob you of your peace or happiness. The Lord has promised, and we need to take strength from His word and go in faith, and the peace of God will be the result in our lives. External factors and uncertainties need not weigh us down, because the Lord guides and lives in the heart. How can we promote peace? First, let us read the promise recorded in Isaiah 9, 6 and 7. 
For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This prophecy was fulfilled 2,000 years ago. The Lord still reigns today and for eternity. Here are some ways to promote peace and experience it. 1. Treat all people with kindness, regardless of their color, language, background. 2. Don't engage in violence of any kind. 3. Don't purchase weapons. 4. Embrace diversity and get to know other cultures by traveling the world and doing research. 5. When you see someone who is in trouble, help them. 6. Spend time in nature. 7. Take a break from watching the news when you need to. 8. Try hard not to judge others. 9. Forgive others, even long-standing enemies. 10. Be patient in all aspects of life. 11. Practice self-love and care so that you can radiate goodness to others. 12. Say you're sorry when necessary, even if it's belated. You may ask, what is God's promise of peace? And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 7. God promises a peace that actually stands as a guard over your heart and mind. This peace protects you and keeps you through some of life's most difficult moments. What is the power of peace? It is a power by which, through faith and obedience to His teachings, we can find joy and happiness, peace and comfort. There is a story in Mark 4, 35-41, where Jesus calms the storm. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats had followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we are going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Peace, be still. Immediately the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and waves obey him. Wow, isn't that a wonderful story? The disciples had Jesus with them. They could see him face to face and they still feared. Today we have the constant presence of Jesus who promised to send the Holy Spirit. A blessed assurance that he is with us in the fierce storms that we face in life. It may not be a literal storm out 
there on the raging sea. But we all do have our storms in the areas of health, finance, in relationship, and in spiritual matters too. If Jesus is the pilot of your life, we can have victory. Is Jesus the center of your life? Here's a story that I'd like to read. Once upon a time, there was a precious sword. Now this sword belonged to a great king. And for as long as anyone could remember, the king spent all his time in his palace, enjoying his shows and parties. One day, a great dispute broke out between this king and the king of the neighboring country. It ended with both declaring war. The sword was greatly excited at the prospects of taking part in its first real battle. It would show everyone how truly brave and special it was and would become renowned throughout the kingdom. On the way to the front line, the sword imagined itself the winner of many battles. However, when they arrived, the first battle had already taken place, and the sword got to see the results of war. What it saw had nothing in common with what the sword had imagined. No elegant shining knights, triumphant with their weapons gleaming in the sunlight. Instead, all the sword saw was broken weapons and hordes of hungry and thirsty men. There was hardly any food left. Everything was covered in dirt and shrouded in a disgusting smell. Many were half dead and scattered on the ground, bleeding from multiple wounds. At this, the sword realized it liked neither war nor battles. Decided it preferred to live in peace and spend its time taking part in tournaments and competitions. So, on the night before what was going to be the big final battle, the sword tried to find a way to prevent it from taking place. After a while, the sword started to vibrate. First, it gave out a low buzz, but this gradually got louder until it began until it became an annoying metallic noise. The swords and armor of the other soldiers asked the king's sword what it was doing. It told them, I don't want there to be a battle tomorrow. I don't like war. One answered, no one likes it, but what can we do? Make yourself vibrant, just like I'm doing, said the king's sword. If you make enough noise, no one will sleep. So the weapon started vibrating and the noise became deafening. It was so loud that it reached the enemy camp and the weapons there, who were equally sick of the war, joined the protest. The next morning, when the battle should have begun, not a single soldier was ready to fight. No one had managed to get even a wink of sleep, not even the kings or the generals. So they spent the whole day catching up on sleep. During the evening, they started to wake up and decided to put off the battle for the next day. However, the weapons, led by the king's sword, spent the night repeating their peace song, and again no soldier could sleep. The battle had to be postponed yet again, and this carried on for the next seven days. On the evening of the seventh day, the kings of the two armies met to see what they could do about the situation. 
Both were furious from their previous disputes. But after being together for a while, they started to discuss their sleepless nights, the surprise on their soldiers' faces, the confusion of day with night, and the amusing situations all this had created. It wasn't long before both were laughing like friends as these little stories. Fortunately, they forgot their old disputes and they put an end to the war, each, each returning to their own land with a double joy of not having had to fight and having regained a friend. And from then on, from time to time, the kings would meet to talk about their experiences as kings. They now understood that the things which united them were much more numerous than anything that had set them apart from each other. Moving on to another promise of God, the promise of the Holy Spirit, recorded in the Gospel of Luke 24. Before Jesus went back to heaven, he tells his disciples, I am sending you what my father promised, my spirit. So stay in the city of Jerusalem until you receive this power. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Peter proclaimed that Jesus is both Lord and Christ, Acts 2.36, and invited people to repent, be baptized, and to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. 3,000 were baptized that day. God works in marvelous ways that we have no idea about. How does the Holy Spirit speak to us? The voice of the Holy Spirit is described in the scriptures as being neither loud nor harsh, not a voice of thunder, neither a voice of great tumultuous noise, but rather as a still and small or perfect mildness, as if it had a whisper, and it can pierce even the very soul and cause the heart to burn. What are the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit did the disciples receive? They received wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and the fear of the Lord. In the Acts of the Apostles by Ellen G. White, Chapter 5, she so beautifully describes the work of the Holy Spirit. Here are a few snippets that can encourage us. One, he instructed his disciples regarding a most essential and complete gift which he was to bestow upon his followers, the gift that would bring with them their reach and boundless resources of his grace. I will pray the Father, he said, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it sees him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be with you. John fourteen, sixteen and 17. Number two, what was the result of the outpouring of the Spirit 
on the day of Pentecost. The glad tidings of a risen Savior were carried to the uttermost parts of the inhabited world. As the disciples proclaimed the message of redeeming grace, hearts yielded to the power of this message. The church beheld converts flocking to hear from all directions. Backsliders reconverted. Sinners united with believers in seeking the pearl of great price. Some who had been the bitterest opponents of the gospel became its champions. 3. The promise of the Holy Spirit is not limited to any age or to any race. Christ declared that the divine influence of the Spirit was to be with his followers unto the end, from the day of Pentecost to the present time. The Comforter has been sent to all who have yielded themselves fully to the Lord and to his service. 4. To all who have accepted Christ as a personal Savior, the Holy Spirit has come as a counselor, sanctifier, guide, and witness. 5. The Lord is more willing to give the Holy Spirit to those who serve Him than parents to give good gifts to their children. To receive this awesome gift, we are to daily ask the Lord through prayer. Just as we eat two to three meals for our sustenance, so we need to ask the Lord for this gift, the free gift of the Holy Spirit, on a daily basis. As we read in the Gospel of Matthew 7.11, So if we sinful people know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? So, dear friends, let us ask, seek, and knock that the Lord will give you the gifts that are good for each one of us. The Maker who loves and cares for you wants the best for you. Let us pray. Dear Father, thank you for all your blessings. Thank you for life, health, strength and supplying all our needs. We pray for the Holy Spirit to fill us with love, guide us in our life's journey, convict us of our sins and teach us to be more like Jesus. In the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you safe. Have a great day. With this, we have almost come to the end of our broadcast. To know more on God's Word, you are always welcome to write to us. Adventist Media Center, Post Box 1446, Market Yard, Pune 411037, Maharashtra, India. And... You can email us at helenrichesv at gmail.com helenrichesv at gmail.com H-E-L-E-N-R-I-C-H-E-S-V at gmail.com You can contact us with your prayer requests and your interest for Bible study at these numbers. Center of Digital Evangelism, CDE, 000-800-040-040-1704. Or you can message us directly at plus one seven four seven two eight two two eight eight zero. 
Our WhatsApp number is plus nine one nine zero 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 eight nine zero nine three. And you can email us at Helen Riches V at Gmail dot com. H E L E N R I C H E S V at gmail dot com. We invite you to visit us on our website, www dot awr dot org. This is David, and I am Madhuri. Signing off at awr. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Till then, we wish you goodbye, goodbye and, and God, God bless. bless.